welcome back. It's time for customers who click. Email is pretty essential to any business growth. It's an owned audience, so you don't have to pay to reach it every time like you do with advertising. Once you've got this information, it's yours until they remove themselves from your list. So if we're going to talk about why email is so important, who better to chat to than Ritus Loris, CEO and co-founder of Omnisent. A big part of this episode is going to be about how brands can secure that crucial second and third purchase and how you can stand out in the inbox. Let's get Ritus on now. Hi, Ritus. Thanks for joining me today. Would you mind just give us a, a bit of an introduction to yourself, a bit of your background and how you've got to where you are? Hey, hey, Will. Really thank you for inviting me. Sure. So I'm co-founder and CEO of Omniset. So probably that's that's what describes you mo- the most for the past, what, already almost nine years that I'm running this company and, and we are building this company. And Omniset is basically marketing automation platform built to facilitate those who sell online, so commerce stores. And we help communicate with existing customer base by sending SMS messages, emails, SMS messages, messages web push notifications, etc. And usually automate all of this communication in order to send the relevant messages when customers expect them to to get. Yeah, and you mainly is it mainly e-commerce focused? Yes, it's purely e-commerce focused. Yeah. Yeah, of course. We mean it's it's we can serve any any business, so you can you can just yeah. send bulk emails and then the, the make manual campaigns, etc. But the, the real value where we create the real value is those who sell online, so e-commerce businesses. Cool, sounds good. Still early, reasonably early twenty twenty three. How do you get customers clicking? By sending relevant promotional messages when they expect. I mean, customers kind of never expect to get any advertising except watching like traditional TV when we know that it can be bombarded by a lot of messages. But at the same time, those messages usually are irrelevant once you are watching TV. And I think like marketing automation and re-automating your campaigns based on customers' behavior, not not demographics. Demographics is great, but you know, customers tell us about their behavior, especially online, as a lot. And based on that, we can automate a lot of our marketing activities. And what does that mean? That acceptance of those marketing messages is way better from consumer point of view. Because if I'm looking for a new phone and somebody promotes me a new phone, at that particular time, I'm way more open for those kind of for that kind of advertising opposed to six months prior or six months after once I purchased a new phone. Yeah, so basically that's 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 okay, I would say. Just communicate the, the, the messages and those customers are in the need of those messages. So that's an interesting one, really, because you hear it a lot, right? Put the right message in front of the right person at the right time. With that sort of example, and we'll, we'll assume someone has signed up you know, to an email list, how do you get that message in front of them at the right time? So, you know, that's, that's, and of course, there are a lot of debates. So where, where is it still okay to, to, to send it, et cetera, and, and to, to track customers' behavior, but usually still, despite all the GDPR and all the privacy, data privacy topic, which is, which is pretty hard. And of course, we, we, uh, like we are absolutely against any kind of spamming when you have no customer permission, but, but people in general, they are willing to exchange their private data, in this case, email addresses, phone numbers, subscribe for web push notifications, basically exchanging and giving you the, your, their browser IDs, etc., for, for the promise that you're going uh, to send less messages, you're going to send less communication, and the, that, that, that promo will be more relevant for that. So they're willing to do that. So basically, and how 
directly to our question, how do you do that? So especially online stores, they are like, we have a phenomenal opportunity. Almost entire customer journey is happening online. So basically we can track entire customer journey from the first visits when they saw clicked on the ad they saw on, 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 on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, to, to all the way to the purchase and the, the post purchase activities. Did did they did they come back? Did they evaluate the product? Did they did they leave a review? Did you ask to leave a review? Did they leave a public review or the review on your on your website, etc.? And of course, then encourage them to get back again and again to, to, to purchase repeatedly, which is very important. Yeah. So basically, you know, tracking customer behavior online. And once you identify certain activities, uh, the system, the platform, Comnisend, Rylos, et cetera, we put this particular customer, let's say Will, in that bucket, which is described with certain conditions. And once we'll get into that bucket, the automated communication flow starts to be sent out uh, until the, the the event that stops the communication flow. Let's say purchase or sign up yeah. or register uh, to event. At, at the moment, that needs to be led by the brand, doesn't it? So the, the brand has to decide the, the timing of messages, and the, the flow of those sequences, but until that action happens. Do you think maybe that's where the... And why... Why a lot of brands either overdo it, underdo it, yeah, and and I guess why it's kind of seen as as, as spam. Is there a yeah? So what's, what's the the challenge at the moment? I suppose so. So I would say kind of the biggest challenge is still yes, it's it's being decided by by the brand. So and frequency, I would wouldn't say that is the biggest challenge. The biggest challenge is irrelevance of the content. The best example and the easiest example, of course, is like multiple uh, product store. Then I sell a lot of different, let's say, home electronics. So I have TVs, phones, refrigerators. And if I am promoting the refrigerator for the customer who just bought one two months ago, so potentially the next time you're going to purchase new refrigerator is going to be in five or 10 years, highly likely. So this is the, 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 the typical uh, life cycle of, of that kind of product. So there is no 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 need to promote that kind of product. So I would say this is the the the, the biggest challenge for the consumers that I am being bombarded by the messages where the content is irrelevant for me. So and this is what our analysis show. Let's say automated frequencies that are based on customer behavior and the trigger got from customer customer's behavior doesn't matter how how active they are they still perform way better. So basically to receive five messages per week with a content which is relevant for you. I, I, I don't say that it's a good practice to be that active yes. while sending, yeah, but but the, again, statistics shows that it is being welcomed more than one message per week where the content is absolutely irrelevant for you. Yeah, well, I suppose even if you, you might not open any of these emails, or let, let's say to me, right? If I got an email every day from a company, I'm probably not going to open them you know, it's it's a lot, and I and I don't need to buy. But yeah, if I know that the content of those emails is relevant to me, then when I am ready to buy, I'll go and open an email and check it out. Exactly. Whereas, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, are, are you are, are you like Yeah. Are you going to like enter the, the 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 name of a company in your in your browser search field or like browser home page? I mean, open the in 
it could potentially end up in the direct transaction when you would attribute it as a direct yeah. or not email. But as you say, I mean, if I received maybe I opened one out of those five, but it was still a reminder for me. I saw the brand, I saw the, the, the subject line, which reminded myself that in search of phone, a bottle, new shoes, new pair of shoes, whatever I'm looking for. Well, yeah, I mean, a, a good example for me actually is that there's a protein, a supplement business mm-hmm. here. And actually, I kind of kind of called them out on LinkedIn because they just hammered me with emails. It mm-hmm. was at least an email a day, uh, at least. So sometimes, wow. sometimes more. All always <laughs> promotional. So it was too much. But it also it does kind of mean that the next time I'm looking mm-hmm. to buy, their name's kind of top of mind because I've seen that name so many times. In- yeah, that's true. And well, they, maybe they were, they were, maybe they were, in this case, maybe, so you called them out like in a positive way and a negative way. Was it like too much? Well, as overwhelming. Was it so overwhelming or was it still like okay for you? To, to be to be fair, I don't think I specifically called them out on it. I don't oh, think okay. I named them. I don't okay. think I, mm-hmm. I, I think I hit, hit the actual name because, yeah, I, I don't think it's, it's fair to do that because they, they haven't really done anything wrong. I just, I just don't like the approach but actually what was what was kind of more annoying was i started to get promotional messages before i'd even received my my products literally the moment i made that purchase i started getting hammered with with emails so but that, that's a good that's, that's a good example and i think it's like absolutely you great use case and we can analyze it with like advice here etc so the first what you mentioned so after purchase because we had no automation in place they started bombarding you before you even received the product so what you can do with a proper automated messages that you would set, okay, I need Will to be in uh, in the in the subscriber list, uh, like first order received in order to start promotional campaigns. Yeah, boom. So I have a segment, you can automate it, then you can build content like automatically, you can build it content manually, but be, instead of starting bombarding after purchase, which is absolutely too early and you have not even experienced if you like the supplements, if if, if we delivered the supplements, maybe they're just scammers and never delivered, yeah? So that, and that's a good example. Yeah? So that's why it can help you those customer behavior and, and putting proper segments and automating messages based on that. A second example, what I would advise for this or other supplement company, so you know what kind of package did we'll buy. Is it like for 30 days, for 60 days, etc. So instead of bombarding you like entire month, you do not do, you could, stop communicating for three weeks and then you can start bombarding for one week with a message that this is time to top up because we know you use the supplements if you do it properly that means you consume it per day so this is the right time for you now just one click purchase and we will take care of you you will not miss any day with without this supplement which is important for your health etc i think so one thing that's moving the conversation slightly away from email Mm -hmm. just for a minute one thing that was interesting is, so I came through a very specific, mm-hmm. right? So I, I remember I, I clicked through from Facebook, a Facebook ad and it was, it, it's quite clearly, a, I can't remember if it was a landing page exactly mm-hmm. or whether it was just a bundle on their website, but it was clear that they were, this was a, an, a customer acquisition tactic that they were using. So it's just interesting that, that the purchase is kind of where that experience ended and they just completely forgot about where I've come from, what I've bought, you know, why I've been acquired. And I just, I just fell into their daily email campaign. Yeah. Cause that just must be what it is. Cause if, if they're automating that, it's absolutely abysmal. 
Exactly. So that, that's that. What okay? That's a very good example of a bad practice where if you want customers to be happy, so of of course you have to make sure that the entire customer experience is is great. And the, the example you're sharing is absolutely opposite to that. Yeah. Right. So speaking of getting people to come back and stuff, what what do you think? What's the key to getting the second and third purchase? Now, let's assume for the sake of argument, the product, whatever product we're talking about, is good. It does the job. So from a, a product point of view, yeah, there's there's nothing to worry about there. So I would say even even maybe jumping into into the second and third purchase, I think, and I, I mean, we see from our customers that I would say this is the biggest challenge that anyone who's selling online currently is facing. So because uh, the customer acquisition costs so dramatically high, and during COVID and the, the previous year didn't change it to any way around. So the 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 Facebook and Google Ads, they, they have uh, like 2.5, depending on the market, sometimes three times, became three times more expensive in comparison to what we had like two, two years ago, et cetera. So, so definitely like to acquire first customer for, if in the past, the first transaction was a loss for those who have slim margins. So for slim margins, business, so home electronics, et cetera. So now there are more and more businesses who sell online despite their margins, they can have still like 30% margins and they still potentially can have the loss on the first transaction. So basically to 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 have customers coming back and having recurring purchases is what becomes like absolutely vitally, I would even say, important for anyone who sells online. So and I think it's like the the, the point you touch is very good. Like so second and third transaction is very important, but Still, among uh, among among a lot of marketers and even those marketers who do who do work for online stores, s- still not everyone is thinking through the lens of life cycle and lifetime value. So this is the most important. And yeah, so just you know, wanted to to to, to make one one step back and, and to emphasize how important is that to 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 make this second and third purchase. And, and getting back to to directly this uh, this uh, repeated purchase, so it's overall customer experience, I would say. So once that transaction happens, especially if it's like a first pur- purchase, so basically you have email, you have SMS, you have other channels to to make customer feel comfortable that you got the order, you got the payment, you 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 dispatched the order. This is a tracking code for you, etc. And a lot of businesses do that, but not everyone is not like to really give it. And again, sometimes I get questions. So where is that? Some stores, they seem to be over communicating, like every little step they make, they send you a message about. Yeah. So is it is it good or bad? But in my point of view, those kind of messages, they are really good. Despite the fact you get like three emails per day, it's still fine because you just update your customers on what actually is happening with, with their purchase. And this is kind of more of a care, and there is no need for them to open, to 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 to, to read long text in the email, etc. They just keep updated because they are curious of is it being sent, is it being dispatched, can I track it, where can I find it, etc. So those are extremely important. And on top of that, you can combine you can combine email with SMS messages. Yeah, so you can just like more more transaction. We've got your payment, etc. Send an email, but. The fact that you are, we already dispatched your your parcel, send an SMS, make a combination. So this is a message we the, the consumer gonna receive in their phone immediately, and they they will feel the care. But you really care, you just keep them informed. You share the tracking code, the landing page, 
etc. And again, on top of that, it's a very, very great way to, to have a brand name put in front and in front and in front of a customer. This is, again, it's not a direct promotion. You're not selling anything. Once once you know that the, the parcels has been received, so you just see, like, you generate user-generated content or reviews in general. Ask. Ask about experience. Did, did you like it? Yeah, did you like the product? Did you like Did you like the shipment? Did you receive it properly? Did you receive it on time with the courier, etc.? The one that I think a lot of people miss out, right? It's It's before the, what did you think of the product? It's actually, exactly. what did you think of the, Delivery experience you know, exactly. Did did it turn up as expected? Is your is your entire order there? Like mm-hmm. just jumping straight in with that kind of. Let's exactly. give it, it builds a lot of trust with a brand. If they get in touch with you immediately and say, "We think your parcel should have been delivered. Is everything mm-hmm. okay?" Exactly. Like that. If you've got any questions or anything, contact us. Exactly. Exactly. Very good point. Yeah. So, and this is where, and if if let's say if you receive a complaint from the customer, this is where you can handle. You can send automated communication into automated messages, but if a customer replies, you can hand off it automatically to your support. And this is a great opportunity for you. Okay, someone complained that, yes, I received, but the, the parcel was broken. I mean, the product seemed to be still okay-ish, but the packaging maybe was broken, etc. I mean, that's still okay, but the experience was not the best. And it's so like so so easy for you to change this experience instead of instead of saying, okay, we don't, just don't care about the delivery. We care, although it's not our fault directly, but we chose the partner for delivery. So yeah, and this is how we share responsibility. And you, you as a brand, you can say, okay, we are so sorry that our partner, you name the partner, maybe did their job not 100% properly. This is a 5% discount for your next purchase as apologize. We apologize. Oh, it's not our direct fault. But what does that what does that mean? That you build emotional relationship with your customers as a brand. So and next time that they need food supplements for new phone, etc., they will remember you because you created a good a good experience for them. So I've I've been quite a fan of uh, those sort of messages saying like here's a five percent discount for you or a friend. But just so not 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 as a be careful not to phrase it as a refer a friend sort of thing. <laughs> trying to get that just uh, just as a casual yeah like you know as a as an apology here's here's five percent off for you or a friend to use mm-hmm. or you are you are a family member just because you kind of like sowing that seed of of referral and word of mouth and if the person's happy mm-hmm. given that they just purchased they might not want to repurchase. Right, it, it might be a product that they're they're not going to purchase again for another month, two months, I mean, or longer. Yeah. So they might just say, "Well, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give the discount to my friend," and then you've got another customer out of it. Yep, correct. I don't know, like hundred percent of the yep. time, but yep. if if five percent of those people give the code to someone else, you're just getting getting word free, of free new customers. Yeah, it? exactly. And it's it's absolutely free customers, and it's it's a word of mouth. If they give to someone, that means that they endorse you. On top of that, so it's not just like a financial incentive. You already received it with an endorsement that someone got a good experience. Yeah, so you know, and continued like to, to advance the second or third purchase. So basically, that's what you do. All those things, which at a glance maybe is not like your business, but it's your business because finally, customer will judge you and they will come back to you, not your delivery service, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And of course, it's like 
please evaluate the product. Yeah, so if evaluation is good, nice. Send thank you email. So again, in like or I would say very rarely I receive anything after evaluating the product, the business send me thank you message, bits email, SMS, push notification, whatever channel you choose. But uh, thank you. Thank you for lobbying. We are so, so happy that you are our happy customer. Would you like maybe to, to get subscribed? Let's say you have an email subscriber and, and the customer is happy. They evaluate your product 10 out of 10, send automated email <clears throat> to them. And okay. So, so we are so happy. We're so thrilled that you're a happy customer. By the way, there, there, there is an exclusive offer offers channel, subscribe our for SMS communication. And this is how you get the chance to, 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 to communicate with that customer through second channel. And more channels you have, the higher possibility for you to reach the customer. So well can ignore the channel email today because he's super busy, but maybe later in the evening, receiving SMS is just proper thing. Or maybe he's like in a rush hour, not reading emails and will skip the email. But SMS could be that channel. Yeah, so just expand and those opportunities, being creative with those, etc. creating the entire experience. And if, let's say, for any case, you provided the discount code. So again, you can automate the flow once the discount code is by default, you always give discount code that is valid for three months. So after two months, and two weeks, you can automatically set up the workflows that check if you have purchased anything in the past two, two months and two weeks, which is like 10, 10 weeks and the past. If no, then send another campaign. Hey, just a reminder, you've got this discount code and you still have 14 days to, to use it. So even better, what you could do is you could automate the follow-up from that agent. Yes. So it's actually, it seems like that person has reached out to them and said, oh, I just checked and yes. it looks like you didn't use your, your discount. Just yes. letting you yep. know it'll expire in a few days. Yep. That's, I think that'll work really well. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Would you, would you like me to send you like the, the order form? You can purchase with one click. Yeah. 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 That's true. So basically getting like overall, the, the keyword is like customer experience. And once we talk about customer experience, it's not only the product, it's not only marketing. And I think that we, what we have to talk and think as a marketers, e-commerce marketers, that, that we have to combine like marketing communication messages with support service and with uh, the overall experience. So it, it is all where we build the unified single customer experience. And there's still like, too many times it's still separated and we think, okay, I do Prowl. This is kind of my marketing department. This is our support department and there is our production department and they don't talk, talk to each other. And yeah. it, even, as, even, even in small businesses, it happens, you know. Yeah. Yeah, has certain things are just seen, seen as belonging to different departments, right? So the transactional emails are seen as, you know, they get set up in the background. Developers. really... Developers do that. Developers <laughs> or, or the, the founder sets them up initially yeah, and yeah. never touched again. True. They're not seen as, as a marketing thing. Probably because they don't, they're not directly generating revenue or they're not seen to directly generate revenue. And that's what people are generally targeted on. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's what people really care about. But you made the good, a good point that you've got all these emails, you've got all these opportunities to get your brand in front of someone. And the majority of the time, it's literally 
the name on the on the email, the sender name on the email is, is the brand name, and it probably has the look. It probably has the logo in the email, and that's pretty much it. Other other than that, it's just an order confirmation or a like a shipping update. But you've got all these opportunities to to just put a little bit more value in front of people. Now, obviously, you've got to be careful careful because of GDPR. Now you can't if if someone's opted out of marketing, you can't be yeah. overly marketing in, in those messages. But you can still have a bit of fun with them. You know, put some good copy in there. Yeah. So that each touch point is actually a good brand touch point, and mm-hmm. not just that transactional thing. True. And and with the transactional messages, even you don't need to have a consent. Uh, it's not about opt-in. So you can still send transactional messages without a consent to receive promotional communication. And to what you will just said, so it's still an opportunity for you to put your brand name and your logo in front of those customers. Yes, of course, they will not directly generate your new revenue, but this is important. It's all about touch points and it's all about creating the holistic, great experience for customers. Yeah, well, you've got, from the moment someone places an order, you've probably got, I don't know, at least five or six opportunities to contact True. every single customer True. you'll ever have, mm-hmm. uh, just with little updates and things, maybe a couple more, depending on how how aggressive you want to go with it but it's not just you know it's not just having the logo and the name in front of people i've seen i have seen some good emails they've clearly allowed a copywriter and a marketer to have a look at these transactional emails and say well yeah how can we make these a little bit more interesting because these are going to be your highest open rate emails and Mm -hmm. communications so you know you should be you should be thinking what's what does the customer want from this email let's get that in there now, what do we want from this email? Let's get that that in there. Like, how is this email True. going to benefit us? True. As a as a second, it's kind of a secondary objective. And on top, on the top of that, just a small hint, yeah. So, so if you don't have a consent, consent like from 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 those customers to send a promotional message, but you send like purely transaction email with, let's say, a tracking code, the link to the tracking code, and the, so it depends. So you you can either just give a tracking code and that will redirect to the, the default like default page of a of a delivery company, or you can build an inter intermediate landing page where someone and like there are apps in the market to do that. To do that. So basically the customer is kind of tracking you, but at the same time you can put the promotional message in front of the customer in that landing page. You can try to upsell, and that is already legal because this is not the message where you put that promotional message, but it's kind of intermediate landing page, which does the job. And yeah, so it's a kind of, again, it's it's a small detail, a bit of workaround of the regulation, but it's already legal and it's fully compliant with GDPR. Yeah, so t- tools like, in this case, I've used Wonderment and, and Malomo before. So yeah, someone clicks on the tracking link, they go to a landing page, which is fully branded, and it says, you know, your order has been dispatched. And then you've got an entire page to do whatever you want. With. Mm-hmm. And you can send people to your socials, yep. you could try and upsell or something. Yep, correct. Or, yeah, or even guides. So, one, yeah, one thing I did with them, so it wasn't on the tracking page because they didn't have that function uh, through, through the courier. What we did was we put QR code in every product that went out. Just a, a postcard that said, I think it said, scan me first. That was it. And it led to a landing page, which was all about, so this, this was PCs, custom PCs, 
the landing page was all about how do you maintain your PC, how do you set it up in the first place, and how do you contact the company. And people really appreciated that. So that's the sort of stuff you could put on the on the delivery, the, the tracking page, because it's information that people are going to want going to want to see before they they receive their product. You know how how to maintain it, how to care for it, so how to set it up. You know. If it's clothing, it could be how to style it. If it's beauty products, it could be you know how to use mm-hmm. these products. UTC, you've got so much opportunity to engage people there. I remember chatting with Paul Davis. Is it Davis or Davies? From and I want to say shoe size, but I'm pretty sure that's not their company name anymore. And he he talked about this concept of dead ends, right? Dead ends in the journey. And the example for them was a customer will try and you know check the size of their products to see shoes to see what size they should have. And then the product might say, well, we're, we're out of stock in that size. And that's the only thing it says. It just says we're out of stock. So his, his kind of thought process was, we should be giving the customer an alternative step. Mm-hmm. So instead of just saying, that's the end, sorry, it should be, well, you know, this shoe is out of stock, but we've got a similar design, which is in stock in your size. And well, kind of the same get- concept applies here. Yeah, no. If someone yeah. clicks through that tracking email. What mm-hmm. once they've gone? Cool, the order's been shipped. Mm-hmm. What is the next step we want them to take, which mm-hmm. we can get them to take on that page? Yeah. Well, if it's now out of stock, you can you can suggest a subscriber to back in stock emails, SMS messages. Yeah. Whenever it's back in stock, we will let you know. And it's again, it's another example of automation. So the definition of automation is, is super broad, yeah, and still sometimes it's being understood understood by by marketers as just I send a bundle card marketers and I do automate my campaign. So this is good, but it's like super basic. And just an example I'll give you, this is another example of automation. And if a customer is not willing to subscribe to, a, let's say, full, full promotional stack, that's fine. We can just subscribe to that one specific email. And once we get back to purchase the, the product, the shoes they're willing to for their size that fits their needs, they will be happy. And then they will definitely, you will have another opportunity to invite them to subscribe to email or SMS communication, etc. So again, you, you have multiple, multiple, multiple like touch points. And on top of that is like what I could add, like where this kind of like all the, all the communication and, and, and retention marketing automation begins is really like subs- collecting subscribers. So push like uh, pop-up forms, invite. So at, at during a purchase process after that, etc. So you always should be inviting subscribers to all like visitors in that case to subscribe and to become subscribers. So this is another like advice. And then it's still like, see that still there are a lot of brands, a lot of online stores that they just let the transaction go through. I purchase and they leave. And that's it. And I don't, I, I have not been invited at least at once or multiple times to leave my contact data for that brand to communicate with me in the future. And that's it. So basically what happens, you pay a lot as, as, as a brand owner, as, as, as a marketer, etc. You pay a lot for customer acquisition for Google and Instagram. It's, it's becoming more and more expensive and you have no chance to, 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 to retain the customer for a second or third purchase. And, and so usually only 3%, like 2 to 3% of all website visits end up in transaction, actual purchase. And uh, the rest of the traffic, like 97 to 98% of the traffic, you just lose. So tools like pop-ups, they help you to add additionally 
two to three, it depends on the incentive you give and the, how good or bad is your campaign, but let's say up to five or seven percent of that traffic to convert into subscribers. That, what does that mean? That basically you get a second chance to convert those customers or those visitors in that case into real buying customers. So give, you, give yourself a chance. And again, you should not be communicated for this segment exactly the same what you're communicating for your best customers because those are the group or the prospects only at that case, in, in that in that case, potentially will purchase for the first time in you, in your, in your store, from you, etc. So, yeah, so that's, that's, again, where it all starts is really making sure that you invite people to subscribe. And again, we're not talking about being super aggressive about showing pop up upon upon the landing, yeah, on landing page. But if your customer is already in the third page of your website, why not to shoot the contextual pop with a product group which the customer or, or the visitor is is looking at at that particular time and 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 give give some incentive for first purchase if they purchase in fourteen days. Yeah, this is a percent discount or the locker. I just bought the bike. Sampler bikes would be good, like electric assisted bikes, etc. And so they just told me, like, subscribe and you're gonna get the lock free of charge if you purchase a bike. I think they gave me a month or so. And highly likely, I would I would have purchased the bike, but not immediately. I was just exploring, and I I was kind of like in in the pretty early stage of my exploration. And looking for bikes, but I've just got a good incentive. I know the the, the lock they are willing to 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 send me as a gift, to add me as a gift is a really good quality. It's it's expensive, uh, so in general, I was I was like still like shortlisting them and and and, and uh, maybe two other bike producers and companies, electric bike companies, etc. And uh, that was the reason why I chose that because I didn't see kind of like massive difference between those two, the, both those three in this case. And there's an incentive, and they made me purchase a bit early. What does that mean? They received more cash a bit early. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we can go deep on this for, for quite a while. But with with higher value and higher consideration products, that email capture is even more important because mm-hmm. your conversion rates tend to be lower. You know, conversion rates can be under one percent for these sort of products because people do come back to a website multiple times mm-hmm. to to do their research, to to have a look, to, to play around with with a configurator or, or whatever. So it's it's really important to try and capture that email address because you need to work at bringing those people back just to get the purchase. And so either providing an incentive like that, which is really relevant, or giving some sort of value proposition on the pop up. That is not simply give us your email address and we'll give you a discount. Mm-hmm. Uh, just some sort of, and I, in fact, you sent something, yeah, about category specific, which I hadn't really thought about before. But yeah, do it saying something like, so I work with a jewelry client, so that, that example is just on my mind. If someone's on the Rings uh, collection page and they've been browsing for a bit, have a pop up show, which is, you know, get the get our la- latest Rings straight to your inbox mm-hmm. something like that so it actually yeah I, li- I like that idea of being specific with the actual category the page that they're on and having that pop-up tailored to it and it's quite, it, yeah it's quite interesting yeah so they offer it but even the design of a pop-up uses a conversion so what does it mean if if someone is a ring category in jewelry in the rings category if 
there is an image of a ring in the pop-up on the ring page. So the conversion rate to subscriber will be high. In comparison, if you just show a random picture of all things Julia. And so that's, again, it's, of course, I mean, it takes a little bit more effort for you as, as a marketer could configure, but to get the best thing about all of those things, you just invest once with all the automated pop-ups or marketing communication, etc. So what they always say, I mean, you just invest your time once, time, effort, maybe design, have to source someone, etc. But after that, you just sleep all the automation stuff. That is the business for you. It's yeah. in opposite, you know, and in opposed to like, you know, you like building like something custom, like campaign after campaign after campaign manual each day, etc. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely see, see much better return on, on your oh, absolute, yeah. time and resource yeah. by just yeah. any setting up automations, which you could in theory just leave to run for however long. Yeah. Of course you so have, you have to optimize them. Exactly, you have to optimize, you have to review, but, uh, but and this is what I really, the trend, personally, which, which really like uh, makes, makes me happy. So yeah, what we saw among our entire customer base, so around 2% of email traffic sent generated about 30% of orders. Yeah, so basically that's an effectiveness and efficiency of automation. And what does that mean for the customers, for, for the consumers, that they receive way fewer marketing messages, you don't bombard their inboxes, and it's way easier than to to really get their attention when there is when there is way like less less communication. And again, it, it's not related to what we say after purchase, you can be super active. But then leave a customer alone for for, for a month. If if you know that that the, if you are let's say single product store or brand and you know that the, 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 the standard life cycle of, of this product is three months. So why should you bother a customer with active communication for two months? No need. If there are any kind of like occasions, Patrick's Day, Christmas, Easter, whatever, Mother's Day, etc. Yes. And if, if it somehow could be related to a brand, yes, you can then use those occasions and to communicate to, to existing customers to, to really convince them or help them to make a decision to, to purchase your product as a gift. If it's a, a, applicable yeah, for your product, it could be various categories. I mean, if you bought a ring, so maybe you will not buy another ring. Well, it depends, depends on, on values and things, doesn't yeah. it? Depends how, how often you engage. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> oh, well, also the type of ring, yeah. But if you're looking at bringing with less than fifty pounds, then <laughs> yeah, this people might come buy buy new one every every yeah. month. Yeah, yeah, just uh, just uh, engagement. <laughs> that's yeah, that's true. It should be a while. It should be a while purchase. Yeah, awesome. So, just before we finish up, is there anyone in the kind of e-commerce marketing space you'd want to sit down for lunch with? Anyone at a particular brand or or a service <laughs> provider? This is a good question. So maybe. I'm not sure. I, I have not like well, one 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 specific. So maybe Toby Lutke of Shopify CEO. It's not particular, not particular like uh, marketing, but uh, but but or maybe Jeff Bezos. Yeah, it's kind of they're not marketing, they commerce more like we broader commerce. But but they think on, on top of everything they they did with their companies, they did a very great marketing job as well to while promoting and bringing their, their value property for, for, for their customers. And that empowers a lot of sellers to, to, to sell online. Yeah. So I would say those yeah. two. Cool. And just finally, have you got a couple of tools that you'd recommend to listeners? Like anything you use like internally in the business to that help 
Yeah, so kind of like, so for myself, probably the most used tool is Charmoggle, but it's more like applicable for, for SaaS businesses. Uh, so understand the, by, by itself is software as a service. We, we build the software to, to, to serve online tools. But the second tool I would, I would uh, really uh, love to recommend, it, I would say is Mixpanel. Again, it's all about tracking the customer behavior. So it could be within the product, within the website, etc. So in general, I, w- I would say all the analytical tools that help you to understand how 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 is your business doing? How how is your how are your visitors behave? How do your visitors behave on your website, etc.? So probably this is kind of like uh, it's not easy to, to to and the learning curve is is quite quite high with such kind of tools. But in general, especially if you, if you are in this SMB market, etc. So I know it's like from a personal example. Initially, once you're just a beginner, etc., you kind of quite blindly run your business. We're based on a gut feeling and just very, very few metrics. And and the, those kind of like tools that really help you to understand a lot of things and to find out just why your customers are doing that and not doing something else, et cetera, et cetera. So probably in general, the group of tools that I would recommend that personal like, yeah, chart model, expand all those, those that yeah. I use on a daily basis that I really admire. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for this. If people want to reach out and find out more, what's the best way of contacting you? So my personal, I, I prefer using LinkedIn over any other social networks. Yeah. So read this Loris on LinkedIn. And then, of course, I welcome everyone to to visit uh, Omniscient website. So it's, uh, there is a website as it's like more more introducing our product. But on top of that, we have a great blog and we have a academy which is not all about our product, but our email marketing or marketing automation in general, SMS, push, marketing. So, and then resources, a lot of different resources where we share webinars, recorded videos, content to read, studies, benchmarks, etc. So that's what I would invite everyone to, to have a look at. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you for invitation. Most brands have the basics sorted. A welcome series, abandoned cart flow, post-purchase flow. It's all there. It might require work and optimization, but it's there. But where I rarely see any work done is on the transactional emails, the three to five emails or SMS messages related to a customer's order, order confirmation, shipping updates, etc. They're always plain, boring, and rarely try to guide the customer to take any action. Now, obviously, with things like GDPR, you can't put marketing in your emails because opted out customers will still receive them. But what you can do is build out, you know, an, an order tracking page and send customers to this via email. You know, give them some value there, let them know how to contact you, follow you on social, you know, provide them with content or like kind of user manuals about your products, and you'll start to see so much more value from your customers. If you'd like to hear more from Ritus, you can find them on LinkedIn. Any other podcast questions, feedback, or guest requests, please send them over to will at customersuclick.com or DM me on LinkedIn. Next up, we've got Sandeep Shah joining me to talk about how to choose an A-B testing platform for your CRO program. But until then, keep those customers clicking.